0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. On this week's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, I have a wonderful conversation with fellow survivor of an abusive relationship, Karen Bota. She lives in South Africa and is on a path to healing her life. Sometimes you don't even know that you are leaving a cycle of abuse until you take time out to visit family. So that certainly was the case for Karen. And let's take a look at how Karen learned that until you make a decision to leave, nobody can save you. And why breaking free always starts with you. I apologize in advance for a few sound glitches through this conversation, but this is how I show up doing the best job that I can with what I have hoping that it will help help you and knowing that it is still okay for me to show up not being perfect okay let's open the door on this week's episode just a caution if you feel unsafe at any time please stop listening you can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello, Karen, and welcome to Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. I'm so, so happy to have you on the podcast today to just have a chat as, you know, one survivor to another of an abusive relationship Um, it's really great to have these conversations and I feel very very honored to have you with us today could you just start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and I suppose just a little bit of your backstory so we've got an understanding of who Karen is. Sure
1: hi Sammy thanks so much for having me yesterday so, my story is one that I think is quite common. I was in a narcissistic relationship for just over five years, and for a lot of the time, i it, it, all the signs were there, and it was quite obvious. but you know, I didn't think that it was abuse. I didn't think you know you know you make excuses for all the behaviours. And it's you see it, so, and sometimes they're even telling you the things that they're doing to you, and you you so you just don't want to believe it. So you you keep making excuses, and um, eventually it became a little bit physically abusive, and it was a big wake up call. And only once I managed through weird, strange, strange sets of events, I actually managed to get away. And when I had some distance. And I started reading somebody, one of my friends actually sent me some literature on narcissist behavior, narcissistic abuse. And I started realizing what had been going on. And he ticked every single box, every single box. And as I started thinking back, I started realizing that it was obvious abuse, you know, and it wasn't me, and it wasn't things that I was doing or causing or all the things that you you know that you told and you start believing about yourself and it was it was quite a big wake-up call
0: did you feel in that time that you were in that relationship that you lost yourself
1: oh absolutely I lost myself I lost my friends um I lost family I lost who I believed I was I lost business <laughs> I lost <laughs> basically everything I became pretty much a shell you know and a puppet
0: yeah 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 and so what uh, was there anything that um sort of where did you find your courage to draw the line in the sand and um and remove yourself from the relationship
1: there were a couple of triggers and, and looking back, you know, at the time, I think they, they, they triggered the action, but I didn't realize that they, they were what they were. Um, so I had a woman asking me, like we were a group of friends and we were out together and she was asking me questions that made me question the relationship, just question the behavior within the relationship. And she said to me, you know, what you're in is not a normal relationship you need to seriously consider getting out or this is going to start turning. And I didn't think too much of it. I thought she was just had a bit of drink and whatever. And then in the community we stayed, there was a domestic violence incident and two of the women, and the woman was calling out on the the community group. And these women were reacting to her in what I thought was quite a a hectic way. Um, The other women in the community, and they were saying, you know, until you make a decision, and you want to leave, nobody can save you. The ball's in your court. And at the time, I was I was shocked at their response. You know, I was thinking, you know, this poor woman, she's in the situation, people must help her, whatever. And that also got me thinking, and if I'm ever going to get out, I have to do it. Mm. And then lastly, my daughter used to stay with us, and he uh, it became incredible. He became verbally and emotionally abusive to her, and eventually kicked her out. She's an adult daughter. Um, and she refused, she said to me, she would refuse to leave unless I got myself out of the situation. Mm. And so she was, I suppose, the one who got me to look at things. And then an opportunity came for me to come and visit my brother um, far away. And then he just said to me, stay, you know, don't go back.
0: Wow. 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 That's amazing. That is amazing. And and doesn't that just speak volumes that your daughter had that preparedness to stay within that volatile, you know, situation Mm. because she didn't want to leave mum behind in it and she felt so strongly about that. And then for your brother to take that opportunity and say, this is it, this is, this is your opportunity to mm-hmm. distance yourself from this toxic person, don't go back. It's, I think, such a difficult thing for women to extricate themselves from abusive relationships and from that cycle of abuse. And even though they might have a preparedness to... I think be in that pre-contemplative state of this is I really want out. I really want out of this relationship. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this and going around in the same circle over and over again. I, you know, I want this to change. But because of the powerlessness that um, women experience at the hands of narcissists, it is not an easy thing to actually put into practice. I I come from a place, Karen, where I think that um, intervention and support is something that really helps women to acts as a catalyst for women to actually take those difficult steps to distance themselves from the abusive person um it's and i i do agree with the women in the group who took that hard line and said you have to actually make that choice. You're you're the one who has to act. And at the end of the day, yes, it ultimately is you. But that doesn't mean to say that there aren't people who can be there for you to be in your corner and to bring it to your attention that, hey, this is a now thing that you need to do. This is not something that you should be putting off because you don't know where this is going to go next please know you're not in control of what is going on in your home. He's the one who is in control of the way he is acting and you're not in control of that. So what you need to do is you need to put yourself and your safety first. And it's such an incomprehensibly big thing to try and wrap your head around that the person who supposedly loves you is actually wanting to cause you harm a lot of that you know self-denial that goes on because it's such a big thing to try and wrap your head around that it's too it's too big and because you can't get that Comprehension of what's going on—it it kind of goes into a little bit of the place of denial.
1: So what I was going to say is, so that was sort of what happened in my situation. Is I had with my daughter leaving and everything. I'd said to her, you know, she must go. She must get out of the situation. And because we stayed in a big home, and I wasn't in financially stable, and I was rather going to support my daughter, so. I I just said, I can do this, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll just stay. It's a big enough house. I'll just stay in different sections and and keep out of his way and all that kind of thing. And then, as I say, it did get physically abusive and thankfully not, not incredibly. I mean, he pushed me, you know, he didn't hit me or anything, but he pushed me into a cupboard and all that kind of thing. And After I'd left and before I went totally no contact, I only learned about no contact after I started reading up. Um, and one of the very abusive phone calls he said to me he turned around and he said to me you know I can't believe that I stopped myself I should have hurt you when I could oh, have yeah you know and
0: Trend and colors. he meant
1: it and to actually see that and to see that you know that black hate that comes into the eyes and to realize that's my life was probably saved, because he was a big, well he is, a big, strong man, much bigger than me. and you know, at the time he was right in my face and he was I could see the violence, and I don't know what stopped him. So to realize that, you know, as much as you think it's going to be okay, it's not.
0: That's it. you have
1: to have to get out
0: absolutely can we please talk about no contact because no contact was next on my list of <laughs> things to really go deep on and explain in the podcast i've just recently done you know a series of um sort of more teaching episodes and the next topic for me was going to be no contact because it's such an important thing to learn to do it's such a necessary part of being able to actually extricate and separate yourself from the abusive person Um, let's have a chat about it can you tell me a little bit about what you learned when you started um, finding out about no contact and what no contact means
1: and, okay so as I say thank heavens I was seeing this literature about narcissist abuse and it was it was a course that somebody had actually been on and they sent me the, the material from it and there they explained about no contacts and I was like you know he's a nice guy and I'm I've I've never I'm I'm still good friends with every single one of my ex-boyfriends my ex-husband I've never had to do this I've never I don't have enemies I don't have people I don't speak to so for me it was a very foreign concept you know I've never never had to do anything and initially I thought you know I would get away with not not doing it and we just sort of ease the relationship and possibly still be friends and you know the, the things that I thought And he just ramped it up. Um, He started, if I didn't take a call, he'd phone me consistently. The one time, I think in in an hour, I had something like 45 missed calls, you know, and then the messages would come and it was either voice messages or abusive text messages and, and everything. And and obviously it was, it was getting on, you know, affecting me. And I eventually decided no contact was the only way to go. So I took his last call and I just said to him, this is goodbye. Thank you for your time that you've given me. I appreciate everything. I'm saving myself right now and I will never be, you'll never hear from me again. And I just, I just blocked him on everything, on social media, on every single platform that he could possibly get hold of me. Um, I'd also made sure he didn't know where I was exactly. He knew the, the area, but he didn't know where. And it was incredibly difficult because it is a habit, you know. Um, but I followed the habits, I started trampolining. So I actually moved to a caravan park initially. So totally different from this big house to like, and it was fun. You know what, I? my safety camp first. And I just went and every time I wanted to find I'd go and get on the trampolines and just jump. And just replace the one habit with another habit. And slowly it became easier. You know, yes, the arsehole days. I think about it, and at the most strange times, I'll have flashbacks and and whatever. But I think that's normal. But you know, initially it was really difficult. But it's a lifesaver. It really has helped the healing process. You know, and it's helped me. It's helped me remember and and realize and take a good look at what I was in. Yeah. Whereas I think if I had him, you know, chasing me or trying to hoover or love bomb or all these wonderful things and I wouldn't be able to see it for what it was, maybe.
0: That's right. It, That's it right. keeps you in this sort of state of confusion because, yes. you know, one minute you're getting loved on and the next minute you're getting hated on. and Exactly. It, it, yeah, it's a very confusing place to be and you want a resolution we want to find the resolution to the problem that's I think Um, women are geared that way we're problem solvers and we like to think that we can solve these problems but it takes two hands to clap and um, and we've got one hand they've got the other and you know like they've, oh, yeah. they've got to be able to do that with us for a resolution to take place and if you on opposing sides and you know you're completely different you, you know we want to find a peaceful resolution we want peace and harmony in our lives and we want to be treated with love and dignity and respect, and, respect. Um, and they're not capable of giving that to us consistently so we just need to detach and detachment is really really painful when it comes to the heart and you've vested yourself you've invested your heart in this relationship with this person and that's another layer to it that i believe is part of this um difficulty that we have with detaching is it's also a, a level of guilt that we have for ourselves yeah. for- okay we take ownership of that uh, that relationship like why did we choose that relationship why you know why did we love that person and if we love that person then isn't that our job to try and fix the problem
1: yeah, fix us exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is
1: and uh, it's but it's the best honestly honest it's it's the only way to do it it's because you have to have distance to to see with clear eyes, you know, and and to see your your role in it, and to see, you know, are you codependent? What is the connection? What is the trauma bond? What is, you know, there's so much that I've learned since then, and it's it it makes sense,
0: yeah, you
1: know. And for me, it was really difficult because he came in and um, took over my friends, if you will. You know, he's the vivacious, outgoing, everybody loves him. You know, is that personality which you know. I think goes the thing, a narcissist. So he would he took over my social circle. And when I left, I had I left knowing that I had to cut the ties. You know, so I left my past before him even. I left my life and I had to cut all ties with all of that, which was really difficult, you know. Are and you I know through, the stories he'd be telling.
0: Are you through grading that? Um,
1: you know, it's mostly, but I mean, it's obviously, it still comes back. Yeah. And I've, ironically, I've had people reach out to me, um, and say to me, cause I, you know, I also don't badmouth people and I'm not going to be a, you know, she's the crazy one saying all these things. So for me, it was just easier. Those who know, know, and those who, you know, if they believe the story, that's up to them. So I've had the most incredible people reach out to me after that. And just saying, look, we still see him and things, and we know we saw things from the outside, yeah. and we know that you wouldn't have left just with one suitcase and never come back. Yeah. If there wasn't something, you know.
0: Very, so, very amiss. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so I've had, and and some of the people who are least expected have been the ones who've just connected with me and reached out, and strangely enough, a lot of them have brought up the fact that they've also come out of abusive relationships or that they themselves are in abusive relationships. Yeah. So it's opened up a lot of door to healing for myself, obviously, but also for others. And I've had people reach out to me just to talk and to about their situation and ask me for advice. And I am looking at opening up a safe house where I am. So I've just started the process. Um, I need to open, start an NGO. So right now I need to find partners for the business. So it's all, it's, it's beginning stages, you know, but it's it's definitely happening. And I've already forged relationships with people who are going to be the feeder to the system. So it's just opened the most incredible doors and you're surprised how many people are actually have actually been affected in their lives.
0: That's right. Once you start the conversation is sure. incredible mm. but when you hear you know the statistics are just you know it's, yeah, it's it's, mm. I don't know what it is in South Africa but I know here in Australia it's one in four and I think sort of you know like globally it's about one in three women has been uh, through some Thank form you. of abuse, relationship mm. abuse and that's almost every other woman that you encounter and that's just Crazy, but um, I think hopefully the tide is turning because we are actually connecting now and we are having more Mm -hmm. conversations, and these conversations are also much more public now so that the younger generation. Is hearing from the older generation about what a healthy relationship looks like and you know what a toxic relationship looks like and hopefully they will be more aware you know of the alarm bells or the red flags you know as they go Mm -hmm. into relationships and hopefully younger women will learn to value themselves more too because that is is a part of a big part. us mm-hmm. falling prey to narcissistic people is because we haven't quite loved ourselves enough or haven't quite valued ourselves enough and that's just left that opening for somebody to come in and take advantage and um you know that's there's a whole lot of lessons for us to, to learn in going through this and you know lessons like we need to have healthy boundaries in our life so that we the right people come into our lives and we can keep those people who are damaging at a safe distance and we don't have you know won't be allowing them to come in and sort of trample all over us and our lives so I don't you know I don't know that trouble like troubled people will ever disappear you know but healthy boundaries we can learn to distance those people from ourselves so that they're not going to damage us or you know damage the things that we care about so yeah it is it's there's a lot to be learned from going from it but um, I love that you're going down this path of creating a safe House, I've got a dream, Karen, of creating a place called the last resort for women.
1: Oh, beautiful, yes,
0: and it, I, I would like it to be a transition space for women. So, for women who have said that's it, I'm you know, I'm definitely just a circular person and I. I, I need to have somewhere where I can just stop, I can breathe, I can do what I need to do to get my rental applications in to find secure long-term housing so I can tap into support with services that are going to mm-hmm. help me, that I can tap into counselling and get on that path to healing, all of those things just to get start because you, you need to meet your basic needs and it, okay. you have the rug pulled out from your feet when you leave an abusive relationship like you did and like yes. I did, leaving everything behind. And you need to then get back all of those things that are just your most basic needs that you need for survival. And then you can start taking another another breath and you can then go to the next layer of what you need so that you can start making those connections and you know building new friendships and um you know working on adding those things back into your life that you need to have a really fulfilling life again Um, because we feel quite broken uh, for a while Mm -hmm. when we leave and there are things that need healing and I do think that we need to honour that um, because that's part of loving ourselves is when we honour that need that we have to actually heal from those experiences that we've been through.
1: Yeah, that's exactly that exactly what mine is so i'm wanting to give women what i was given and this is exactly what it is and it's it's this tiny village which is on the coast they are the most incredible walks in nature and it's safe it's safe in terms of i'm sure you know south african johannesburg and Cape Town. you can't walk in the streets you can't even walk to the shop up the road yeah you can walk anywhere and everywhere the children play in the roads there's nature walks, there's a massive long beach. It's just so nature and it's so nurturing. Um, The people in this village are kind. They are just, a lot of them have ended here because of different trauma situations and things. So there's a lot of understanding, a lot of love, a lot of kindness just in this village. um, I'm connected with people who are social workers. Um, There's people who head up trauma and, and emotional abuse centers. Um, I'm busy networking at the moment to get the legal side. So it's exactly what you're saying. I'm wanting when I say safe house, it's a safe house to come and just regroup, take the time, heal, nurture. I've got somebody who's going to be doing TRE with the woman. I don't know if you know that it's tension and trauma release exercises. Mm-hmm. I've got people who are going to come and just offer mosaics. There's, there's all sorts of things, but it's just that. It's almost like just a break from your past reality to settle down and then just start and focus on your new reality yes so there's such a need for it in this world and you know if I can just give a few people what I have you know I feel like I'm changing things
0: yeah that's absolutely awesome and it's amazing when um, you just I have the same passion that you have Karen which is to turn my pain into my passion
1: and my purpose exactly yeah Yeah. exactly that you know and and also and it helps me then almost look back and say thank you for the for the situation yeah yes while I was in it it wasn't great and I mean two things thankfully it never got I mean emotional abuse is abuse which I've learned after the fact you know but Thankfully, I got up before it became too much of a physical situation. And I'm grateful that I had it because it gives me compassion and it gives me understanding and empathy, you know, and I'll be able to give so much more of myself having been there. And I feel like I found my purpose through this whole situation, yeah. you know. and And it's also made me look at myself as a person because looking back at previous relationships, and I'm not going to go into it now, but I will tell you that I actually... I dated a psychopath, a clinically diagnosed psychopath, and I knew it going in, you know, and you've got to start questioning your choices. But once again, you know, with me seeing, acknowledging, and be able to look and deal with my stuff, I'm going to be in a better place to be able to help others deal with theirs. you know, and I'm also training to become a coach at the moment. Yeah. So at least I'll have that side to it. So it will be a slightly more formal that I'll actually have, you know, grounded experience and grounded knowledge to try and help people too.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's the path that I've gone down. And, you know, I've got a combination of uh, different things that I work with. I'm an energy healer. I don't know if you've heard of... energy healing. To- before, which one chronic pr- pranic it's so pranic is it comes from With the prana prana yes yes, yes yeah okay. so yeah so I'm um yeah I'm a certified pranic healer and I oh, also wow.
1: use
0: EFT and nice. um and yeah and life coaching so um yeah it's really good to have all of those skills because They're things that help women to get out of their feelings of powerlessness and Mm -hmm. actually... Start thinking about how they can reframe things in their life so and move into a new energy. I'm really big on energy and looking at, you know, the types of things that you've gone through and what kind of energy that's held you in, and how to, you know, clear that energy so that you can get into a new energy that is aligned with helping you to. Get on a new track to, so that you can start realizing the things that you really, really want in to have in your life, yeah. and, and become the person that you really want to. Right. Be. Yeah.
1: So this is this is where I'm at at the moment. So I'm also doing an embodiment course, and I'm doing. So um, at the moment, my phase is yes the safe house is coming. I'm making the connections, but I'm right now I'm working on the healing of me and the growing of me in order to be a better and hold a person to get back. And as you say, to allow to remove those old energies because they are there, Yeah. you know, and I need to deal with, with the past and all the things that have come or sitting there and have caused all of this and to acknowledge them, but to be able to then move on and to, like you say, become the person that I'm meant to be and, the fuller version and the real version and the, the yeah. person you can give and accept and love and love myself. So it's a lot of deep work going on at the moment.
0: And it's great. Look at you. You're smiling. Yeah. You're, you know, you're shining. You're actually really shining. And I can <laughs> see, you know, looking at you that you are in such a good space in your life. Yeah. Yeah, really, really relaxed and, um, and yeah, just very like okay with who you are, which is what we want to be at the end of the day, is we want to just be comfortable in our own skin and say, yep it's okay to be me and not to be dragging that shame and embarrassment along behind you all the time because of the things that you've been through so yeah it's lovely to see see you in such a like transformed state it's it's not that long is it since you've Broken, no, it's right? it's been
1: it's been nine months you know and somebody actually told me that last night somebody I met each other said you know you've been here for nine months and I was like oh no and it's I suppose it's enough enough time to grow a baby so it's enough time to you know <laughs> to like grow a new life you know in whatever form it may take so I feel like this baby is growing you know and I've it's it's taken a long time but people who see me and who I do reach out from from my old life, um, they also just say they can't believe it's the same person, you know. It's me, it's just more me
0: here. Yes. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful, Karen. That's just so good to hear. Um, Yeah, I just sense that it hadn't been such a long time for you, but I can see that you have landed in the right place at the right time and I do you count yourself as being quite lucky to so have fortunate yeah <laughs> so how did that come about that you actually you know like found yourself there where you are and where you've been it too, was kind
1: of it was so random um because as I mentioned my daughter had to leave and um my brother at the same time was being offered a position a new position in a new province away from where he was and he doesn't like change. He's, he's one of those people who always has to be very secure. So my brother and my daughter were having lots of conversations because they were both house hunting at the same time. And when my brother found my daughter, just found a place and my brother found a place and sent my daughter a video going, Oh, look, you know, you must come visit and everything. And she said to him, actually, you need to invite my mother, tell my mother to come and visit you. And he had no idea, he'd only ever seen the external what the world sees, happy family, you know, all the, and he, and my ex used to phone him and chat to him all the time. So, and make sure that they all only saw the really good side. So he invited me having no idea why he was instructed to invite me. And I turned up here with one, the maximum amount of luggage I could bring on an airplane and on a local flight. And I turned up with this massive bag Um, because my daughter told me to and (laughs) and then after I'd been here for a a couple of weeks and he's he's actually heads up a social work department so he's in social work and obviously he he then was privy to me getting these phone calls and getting the abuse and just seeing you know watching me going through the abuse on the other side of the phone even if I'd walk away you know it was it was loud it was you know it was quite hectic And he just said to me at the end of it, you know, I think you should stay here. And I was like, well, how long can I stay? And he goes, you stay as long as you need to. So here I am. Yeah, so I'm very, very fortunate and very blessed. And this is why I'm so driven to give that opportunity to others, you know, because you don't have somewhere to go and you usually don't have the financial stability, you know, Um, everything gets taken. Did so you, you just I don't need don't know, you know
0: this Karen, but 99% of women who are in abusive relationships are financially abused. So they've I've
1: I've been finding that out. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's it's a big part of what we need to wow. be secure and that's why it's removed from us because you know we become completely disempowered when we're financially disadvantaged.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so this is these have all been my driving forces. And I think the biggest one is just my absolute gratitude for my situation and, and how things worked out and for having my daughter, who is the most amazingly spiritually awakened child in the world. So thankfully for her, um, and just for her to know what was needed at the time and to push me, because I would never have done it on my own, you know, and to just be that safe haven for others when they need it. And I think that's the most fulfilling thing I can possibly imagine in my life
0: oh wow I've absolutely loved this conversation that we've had Thank you.
1: and
0: I, you know I do hope that we stay in touch now you're not um you don't have to share any uh links with me for listeners to find you unless you would like to do that um, by sharing something like a Facebook link or 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 something so what I
1: will give you is my Instagram so my Instagram personal Instagram profile I am slowly starting to tune into my coaching profile okay so people can definitely look me up and find me it's Karin with an I so it's K-A-R-I-N and then BOTHA, B-O-T-H-A, and that's my, as I say, my Instagram, and they will see it says narcissist coach, narcissist survival coach. So, and I share, my whole take on it is not to to dwell on the abuser, but to, you know, to boost the the survivor. Yes. And, you know, the victorious woman that comes out of it. So a lot of my stuff is my own experience or things that I see, but it's always about the positive. I don't... There's yeah. enough. There's enough out there about a narcissist will do this and a narcissist will, and that's not my focus. No. My focus but is so much on on you coming back into yourself and finding yourself and knowing that you are the strong, beautiful being that just needs to be allowed to grow again.
0: Yeah, there's um, there's a, a wise saying that you can either choose to get bitter or choose to get better and yeah and it's really really true that you know we really need to put our energy into getting better whatever we focus on is what we're going to bring more of into our life and so if we're going to focus on bitterness and anger towards the narcissist then we're going to lose all of our power and continue to lose it yeah we really need to focus on what we need to do to love ourselves care for ourselves heal ourselves and just yeah go down that path of of looking after ourselves again so and valuing ourselves so that others will learn to value us too
1: Thank you. so yeah now to to remember sorry to remember that we were chosen or selected or whatever you want to call it because we are such strong powerful women yeah you know and and although the situation might be terrible you know take the good out of it the good is you know we are one of the strong ones (laughs) and we're still there we just need to find ourselves again you know just allow ourselves to come up and to rise
0: yes Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Now, I will share your um, Instagram handle in the episode notes. Uh, For the final question, because this podcast is called the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, what does this title mean to you as a woman?
1: Well, I think it's all encompassing because it speaks to each each of the elements of being a woman and especially a woman who, well, a woman in general, I mean, you have tears, even if you aren't in an abusive relationship, but there are different phases in your day and your week and your month where you'll, you'll go through all these different parts of that, you know, and I think it's to remind ourselves that we are in order to be whole, you've got to have a lot of parts to the whole. And this is what the title tells you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, I have just loved having this chat with you, Karen, and I wish you all the very, very best. I will stay in touch with you. I'd you like too. to see how you travel along with your endeavour and I hope um, that you'll be able to collaborate and support each other in the work that we're doing. Thank you.
1: I'm sure we will. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.
0: We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship. And for a long time, I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles i am a survivor and i use my experience and skills to help other women like me please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity kindness and compassion are treasured and don't forget if you need some support I am here for you I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out I want you to know that you can turn a corner I am a life change facilitator I help women regain control over their lives you can find me at sandy J. .com.au Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust. It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.